Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to conclude my conversation with Rudy Stinkowitz on swimming pool algae, and we're going to touch more on his book, How to Get Rid of and Prevent Swimming Pool Algae. In this podcast, we're going to touch on some other things in this book, including white water mold, black algae, and of course, raccoon poop. And yes, you did hear me correctly. I did say raccoon poop, and we're going to cover that. And of course, much more in this podcast. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. The book also mentions white water mold and pink algae. And then you go into um, raccoon poop. And <laughs> I took you know, it, it kind of like just keeps going <laughs> down from there, you know, keeps going. Well, you know, it, it, it's I, I mentioned one thing about white water mold and I said something was really scary. So I couldn't really I, I mentioned something was the, the second scariest thing in water to me. And you can't really mention the second scariest thing without then referring to the first scariest thing. So that's yeah. how we ended up from going from white water mold all the way to raccoon poop chapter. But White water mold isn't something that folks see a lot of. It's not a common occurrence in chlorinated water. It's actually fairly easy to prevent. Now, it is extremely difficult to get rid of, but it's fairly easy to prevent. What you're looking at there, very similar to, we, we discussed um, black algae being a biofilm. White water mold is the same thing. Uh, the main constituents of white water mold are um, parasites. Not like fleas or things like that, but it's parasitic. They need something to eat. They need something to live off of. So if you see that you have white water mold in a pool, there's something in there rotting somewhere, most likely. Could be in the plumbing. That's where you end up seeing a lot of it. And it's with poor water circulation or no chlorine. I know folks say we see a lot more of this in pools that use polyhexymethylene biguanide, which are your biguanide um, products. And uh, that may be true, but I wanted to include it because I wanted the book to be complete. And I didn't want somebody, because this is another one of those things where there's not a lot of information on it available. So I, even though it's rare, it's in there because, right, the same thing with pink slime. It's not something you're going to see a lot, but I do talk about it in there and I explain what it is and I explain how to get rid of it. Now, raccoon poop, if you want to have that conversation, we can. <laughs> so the pink, the pink algae. What is the pink slime? What is that? It's a bacteria. It's 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 a bacteria that basically hitchhikes with white water mold. So it's basically a bacteria that um, takes harbor in the white water mold biofilm and actually turns the entire color of it pink. Okay. So it, it's 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 pretty interesting. So it's, but yeah, it's just we, you can almost 
call it a variation of white water mold, but it, it is because it picks up a different hitchhiker. Yeah, so. and raccoons are a problem here in, in Southern California, and they do poop on the steps all the time. Um, one trick that I do here, I guess I can say it here, people can copy it, is I tell the homeowner to go to Home Depot and get some plywood, put it on the steps around your pool, because that's how they get in there. Um, and Raccoons love water. Raccoons yeah. need water. And they wash their food in it, too, which is why I've seen it. They like, do. They constantly are dipping their food into the water as they eat it. Very yeah. good. In fact, did you know if you actually took the scientific name for raccoon, which is Procyon Lotor, and you translated it into English, it's um, the dog who washes. That's, That's from the Latin scientific name of raccoon, the dog who washes. And they also like to defecate in water. Yeah, why right? is that? Because it hides their scent from predators. Ah. So in shallow waters, which is usually why it's on the top step, which is yeah. where your plywood works. It's not that they can't get into the water. They want they want to be able to stand in the water when they defecate. They don't want to be swimming when it happens. So they're not just going to dive in. They want that shallow area. But the problem is, is that raccoons carry um, a roundworm. It's known as the raccoon roundworm. It's called Bailus ascaris procyonis. And if the raccoon has this, uh, which in raccoons are a natural host for this, so it doesn't really cause the raccoon any harm. But if a raccoon does have this and it was to defecate on the top step, they can actually shed as much as 250,000 eggs per gram of feces. Now, the problem with these eggs, the shell is so thick that no amount of chlorine can penetrate it. If you were to swallow one or two of these eggs, just, you know, it's natural to get water in your mouth in the pool, not even going in there planning on drinking it. If you were to get one or two of these eggs swallowed, it could actually hatch inside of you. And if that happens, then this roundworm that can grow to 11 centimeters long can penetrate your intestines or your stomach and make it into your bloodstream because we're not a natural host. It's not just going to chill out in our gut. And if it gets into our bloodstream, there is a possibility that it can make its way to your brain. And if it gets to your brain, you're going to die. Now, the bright side is this doesn't happen extremely often, but as far as the way to treat the pool after a raccoon poops in it, you have three different things that you can do. First, find the raccoon and have it tested. Second, involves completely draining the pool and changing your filter media. If you have sand, get rid of it, get new sand. If you have DE, get rid of it, get new DE. Cartridge, throw it away, get a new one. The other option is to allow your filter to run for 24, well, for four turns. Mm -hmm. That's going to depend on what your turnover rate is at the home. Because this egg is kind of large compared to most things that we deal with, it's oval in shape, but it's 65 by 55 microns in size. You know the sand filter that we use can catch particles down to, what, 25 microns, cartridge down to 15, and a DE down to 4. So every type of filter we have can filter this out as long as we let it run long enough. And if the pool is built correctly, four turns, because a single turnover, a single turnover is not the amount of time that it takes to filter every drop of water in the pool. It's the amount of time it takes to filter an amount of water equal to what's in the pool. It actually takes better than four turns before we filter better than 99% of the water. So that's what we're shooting for there. And then swap out your filter media. Yeah, it so sounds worse scary. than white mold for sure. That's, that's and that's why I said, you know, there's not, I, I mentioned um, I mentioned other things in there too, uh, yeah. but that's why I said that raccoon poop for me 
you know, was pro probably the scary. I've, I've had raccoon handlers in class mm -hmm. where they've told me when they move the raccoons, when they go in to sanitize their, their areas, what they have to use is actually a blowtorch oh. because wow. of these eggs, because no sanitizer can actually sanitize the area. So, yeah, who'd have thought, yeah. right? Raccoons, scary. Yes. So that ch that chapter in the book is, you know, don't read that before you go to bed, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you did. You did, in one of the groups. I think you referred to it as my algae horror stories. So yeah. <laughs> there are some, you know, there's, it it is what it is. There are some scary things out there, but I shoot from the hip. You know, there's yeah. no seek. I, I I mean, there's there's no secrets with me. I'm if something doesn't work, I tell you. If something works, I tell you. What something is, I, you know, honest. If it's toxic, you're gonna know. I want people to have real information. And I, yeah, I mentioned um, I mentioned in the first podcast that if you have black algae in your pools, that just for that reason alone, they should get your book because black algae is something that is a mystery in the industry. And you mentioned in the first podcast what black algae is, and I think one of the I phrased the question is that us guys in California wake up every morning praying that our pools don't have the black algae in it, you know, because it's such a bad mm -hmm. thing to get rid of. And, and not only that, it's just, it's just something that's hard to get your head around it. What is this thing in there? Why is it spreading? And it just can cover a whole pool pretty quickly. There's a lot of myths. There's a lot of rumors. There's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of misnomers in black algae. And that's one of the big things that we uncovered in taking samples. So like I said, there was not a lot of information on algae out there, which is why I wrote the book, but there was not any information, no scientific literature we could uncover on black swimming pool black mm -hmm. algae. So we, I, I collected samples and from some local public swimming pools and I brought them into a phycology lab and we looked at these under a microscope and what we found was that there was no algae in the black algae. What we were actually dealing with are different genus of cyanobacteria. And this uh, first selection actually had three that were matted together that had to be teased apart so that we could identify them. But we came up with three different genus of cyanobacteria, which was kind of interesting. And you know, from pool to pool to pool, what we found was that the constituents of black algae varied by geographic location. It wasn't always the same black algae. And this could be in a pool 100 miles away or even a pool a mile apart. So we also did some experiments. We got a hold of a pool. It was 230,000 gallons of water that had over 14 years of confirmed black algae growth, which was interesting. And we went in there and experimented with some different treatments. And I have the results in the book. Uh, but yeah, black algae, it's, it's not, and that's the problem too. You know, we're, we're continually treating black algae like it's algae, but it's not. Mm -hmm. It's a cyanobacteria biofilm. So realistically, what we need to be doing is, is you know, treating different methods of biofilm to get rid of it. And then we also have to understand, and you've been there yourself as well. When I talk about the makeup of this algae being different from pool to pool, You've had a pool where your algicide treatment has worked great. Then you had a pool with the same exact problem, at least visually it looks like the same thing. So you do the same treatment and it doesn't work as well. Mm -hmm. You might not be treating the same algae, huh. even that's though it just looks the same. Yeah. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. So and that's also unique. So these things, 
you know, it's like I, said, I keep referring to a doctor patient relationship, but you know what? The pool professional at the pool, that is the relationship you have. You're the doctor. That's the patient. And when you write a prescription for a patient, when a doctor writes a prescription for a patient, I'm writing that for you, David, not for everybody I see that day. I'm probably going to write a whole bunch of different prescriptions. It's the same thing when you're out on your pool route. So the method that we use here that's really successful is the granular trichlor or even calhy. In Pebble Tech pools, I don't like putting trichlor in there. Um, so I use calhypo right over the black algae. Um, if it's not an algae, why why does it work in some pools? Why is it what now? Why does it work in some pools to, to get rid of the black algae? Well, you're talking about pouring trichlor over it. Yes. Yeah. You know, the trichlor works fine in that concentration to get rid of biofilm. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why it's not that, I mean, chlorine isn't just for treating algae. Chlorine treats bacteria. Chlorine treats a lot of different things. And you're talking about using a super high quantity on it of a very slow dissolving chemical mm -hmm. um, that also happens to be very acidic. So you got a whole bunch of good things going on there. So, and I agree with you. And if anybody's listening, that's usually my first step. But this is limited to an unpainted plaster pool. Obviously, yeah. we don't do this in vinyl. We don't do this in fiberglass. And we're not as likely to have, you know, black algae in those bodies of water. But sometimes you can have uh, a seam in a vinyl pool, things along those lines. But we don't pour chlorine directly on those but if i was to have spots of black algae on the floor of a pool and that's the only places that i had them sure that's exactly what i would do granule trichlor works a little bit better because it is acidic you could go with cal hypo it's, it's it will work well also it just take a hair longer but not much sprinkle it over the top of it and that will kill what's on the floor where that gets challenging is when you start to deal with a lot of spots on the walls yeah that's a tough one the walls are where I struggle with black algae and also the pool techs. They make some tablet, uh, trichlor tablet holders. You can put a tablet in there and rub it on them. Um, but that's a very labor-intensive job. I mean, if you have 100 it depends of them on, on how severe the problem is, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So it takes There's forever. A trick. There's a trick in the back of the book. I know you've read it. We'll let the listeners purchase the book for that trick. <laughs> it's probably, that? Yes, it's probably going to lose me a lot of friends that manufacture chemicals, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm on a, I'm on a roll. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there is, there is a trick. It's, it's, you know, it's the, in case of emergency behind glass, break in case of emergency, nine one one treatment that is not very expensive and doesn't take a lot of time. So, but it is there. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I think, you know, not to give too much weight in these podcasts on the book, because we want the listeners to purchase the book, of course. Well, I do, because, you know, I don't mind talking about it. But the thing is, is that the book is really it's a resource. Yeah. So once they get the book, they have the book. They can refer to the book. They can carry the book around with them, you know. And I mean, I'm not opposed to people calling me on the phone, but if it, it's not going to, you know, that's not going to happen, you know, in, in mass amounts. But if folks get this, I just, you know. I'm not going to live forever, David. And you know, I like to help people. I do. And I like to help people along. I like to help people figure things out. And I just wanted to write some stuff down. I wanted to have something that I could use to give back to the industry and just tips to launch folks. Cause I don't think people need to reinvent the wheel. You know, I like to look at things. It shouldn't be more like a relay, you know, here I am. I'm older now. I've been in the industry for 30 years and I'm running and I got that baton right? So whatever new person's coming in, just grab it from me and keep taking it from there. That's what I want to see happen. So, you know, not that I plan on dying anytime soon, but 
you know, we mentioned in the first podcast your background, and I think it's a gradual evolution of your character and, and your 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 gifts to go from, you know, starting out in the pool store to doing a route to being a CPO teacher. And now you're basically putting this material down to preserve through time. You know, a book is, is timeless. You know, someone can pick up a book. I like reading the older books that were in the 1800s. And it's a timeless thing. And I think the knowledge that you put in here on the algae problem that we all face, the different algae types, and then your experiments with black algae that we touched on here and the book, I mean, you spend a lot of time, you spend more time on black algae than I, I like that. I mean, I, I like because black algae is a problem, but I was surprised at how in-depth the black algae section was in the book. So I urge people that have black algae issues to get the book and, and really utilize that. I did. I published, you know, I, I put a huge amount of my research into the black algae section. I mean, and there's some really cool pictures of, of what we would call black algae in there as mm-hmm. well that I have um, also. But it just, you know, like I said, I just wanted, uh, you know, something to be there that folks could take with them and just carry with them into the future and have that available. I have the class that's going to be available to start on April 2nd. That's that's still looks like it's a go. I'm just fine tuning everything on my end there. And there is a certification that, that people can get, that folks can get if they wish uh, associated with that. But yeah, pick up a copy of the book and, uh, you know, if, and you find me on social media. I'd love to hear some feedback. I have a, um, I have an author page on social media. I mean, but you can find me any other way that you like as well. And, yeah, uh, I'll definitely have the links to your, to your, yeah. I'll have the links to your, your Facebook group and also your website there too okay um, fantastic so thanks for your time on this it was oh no that's great, been great great going over all the the algae um topics with you here well i hope so i and like I, I look forward to like i said hearing hearing from everybody and then you know hopefully we can do this again soon david it's yeah. been fun i think the easiest way to find the book for purchase is to go to rudy's website cpoclass.com again that's cpoclass.com And right from the homepage, you're going to see a little image of the book to the right. Click on that, and that'll take you to Amazon, and you can definitely purchase the book there. It's $29.99 currently at this recording, or $9.99 for the Kindle version. And I highly recommend the book. There's just so many great things in there that will help you with pools with algae. And we touched on a lot of this in these podcasts, but I think reading the book and having it as a reference definitely going forward is really a great way to become that expert on swimming pool algae. Also, on his homepage, you're going to see a link to his algae prevention and eradication specialist certification course. Click on that also, and he's going to probably update it continuously on when the next online courses are. Um, But definitely, you want to check out the algae course that he offers along with the book. I think they're both really great resources for you there. And if you're interested in the other episodes in this series that I recorded with Rudy, you can see those in the description of this podcast, or you go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, on the banner, click on the podcast show icon, and from there it'll take you to the hosting site, and you can scroll and click on whichever episode you want to listen to in this series on swimming pool algae. And if you're in the industry and you want to enhance your business, definitely consider my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining there, including a discount on your general liability insurance. And of course, if you're struggling with pools and algae, I can definitely help you with those. Again, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. 
Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.